I'm challenged today to read a book that honestly would have never been on my reading list because it's just simply not the way I think. But Dr. Brene Brown says that it's on her essential reading list, and so I will add it to mine. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five-minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. Now, while the title of the book slips my mind, I will share it in the comments on this Facebook post and on the video as I edit it for YouTube and, and other places. But the quote that was out beside the book is what really causes my mind to stumble a little bit and my heart to really kind of be in a strange place. The idea of the book is that there is no passive ground. There is no neutral space. Either you are a racist or you are an anti-racist. There is no place to say, I don't have a dog in this hunt. In the theory of the book, there's no place to say, because I haven't experienced racism and I don't live my life as a racist person, <clears throat> I'm not in this game. It's an interesting theory. It's a very interesting theory, especially as we see uh, the media hype. And, and it's not necessarily the, the public media, the, the mass media. It's the tools of social media have brought to light the incident in Minneapolis. Now, I watched the entire video from, from the handheld video camera of a cell phone live on the scene. I listened to the man's voice as he said, just let me get up. Just, just let me get in the car. Let me sit up again. And I don't know what led to the place that he went from the security camera outside the building, seeing him seated next to the curb, to walking to the car, to being on the ground outside of the car. I, I don't know what transpired in there. What I do know is that from the time that the cell phone video starts, where he's laying on the ground and talking, to the time that the paramedics check his pulse and there isn't one, one factor dominated, and that was a narcissistic, abusive, power-hungry law enforcement officer, or all of those descriptors would be apparent from the behavior, caused this man's life to expire way too early. Now, do I have to be an anti-racist or a racist to see that one man's life was ended too early by another man's? No. But is the skin color the reason that it happened? I don't know. I don't know what was in the man's heart. It did appear that he had a power problem. It did appear that he was a bit narcissistic. It did appear that his behavior was way over the top of what was necessary for the moment. But I want to be clear on something that I think both media and social media have been guilty of, and that is race baiting. And when I say race baiting, let me be very specific. White versus everyone else. Because here's what I know to be an absolute fact, and I have intentionally tagged some dear friends of mine in this live version of this post. Some people who are not from around here. A dear friend of mine, Dr. Kasanga Wakasanga, is from the Congo. 
He and I together have walked the streets of Kinshasa and Kisangani, and we have together encountered people who speak English and French and Swahili, who have no regard for the color of your skin. Many of them are the same color of black as their neighbors, and yet they hate them because of their dialect, because of the city of their origin, because of the tribe of their origin. It's not a black or a white thing. There's a difference, but it's not because they're black or white or a different shade of brown. I've been in Brazil, on the streets of Sao Paulo, on the streets of Pelotas, on the streets of Rio de Janeiro, and I've watched brown people who hate brown people, and it's not about black or white, it's about differences. I didn't tag him in this post, but I have a dear friend over 25 years <clears throat> from Afghanistan with degrees in psychology and theology. And from his own mouth, I've heard words about the disdain and the dislike for people of Pakistan, for people of India, neighboring countries. And it's mind-boggling to me because, to be honest, and I don't mean this to be rude or racist, but to be honest, if I stood up a dozen of my friends from Pakistan, from Afghanistan, from Saudi Arabia, I would have to work really hard without hearing their dialects to distinguish Afghani from Pakistani. I, I, I'm just being honest. But their hatred for each other is deep and old. And so when I hear this neophyte anthropology, neophyte anthropology, let me put it like that. These, these people who have a limited understanding of the human race, only so much as to say, oh, racism is all about slavery in America. Okay, our country is over 200 years old. That's a baby in this world. That's an infant in this world. This world has had racism and hatred and vitriolic, acidic torment between classes of people and races of people and religions of people for thousands of years. America did not start this problem. I do hope we find a way to solve this problem. And trust me, I read a lot of stuff that just doesn't even sit well with me so that I can better understand this problem from other perspectives. And I've intentionally challenged people in the tag, just the tagging of them on this video, who are outspoken, who are vocal, who are vibrant, who are educated, who are well empowered to communicate their ideologies who may not agree with me. And this is my invitation to you in the comments. Speak up, share your heart, share your mind. Help us have an intelligent dialogue about this problem of racism. And is it, is it true that the only way to not be a racist is to aggressively be an anti-racist? I hear it, I can reason with it, I'm not sure that my heart is settled with it, but I'd love to know what your thoughts are, because the idea that racism only exists in America and it only exists between whites and every other skin color is a salacious, intentionally provocative mindset. It's a story that you're being told and it ain't true. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. 
for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.